when you disconnect from that person, place, thing, subject, workplace, something like that, you know, when we have the, the courage to do that, mm. we actually are only reconnecting with ourselves. Hello, my name is Mate, and you have tuned in to the 10th episode of the Inbetweeners Checkup. I am here today with Ben Jackson, who has very uh, graciously devoted some of his time and braved the weather to um, come and have a bit of a chat with myself. Uh, I first met Ben briefly, I think it was a couple of years ago now. Um, you did a, a talk uh, on health, um, which really I took a lot away from, to be fair, because you took, I mean, you had a, a few different people speaking, but there was a real focus on, I guess, looking at the bigger picture and not just targeting certain elements. Mm. Um, and, you know, we kind of bumped into each other uh, a few times over the last few years and kind of just, there seems to be more um, connection mm. I guess, between us, which has been really good. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Ben so he can give us a bit more um, of a breakdown about his uh, background and then we can get into a bit of a chat. Cool. G'day guys. Yes, so my name's Ben Jackson. I've been living here in Pakamoa for coming up four and a half years. And um, uh, before that I was living around the world for nine and um, in various places, Europe, Perth, a lot of travel through Central and South America and um, got some very valuable life experience, yeah. which was, um, yeah, super invaluable. And um, grew up over the hill in the Waikato okay. and um, studied at Otago University um, where I got, um, yeah, further my education and the, the, the health and wellbeing and, and sports science stuff. Um, in terms of, I guess, looking at that health space as, a, as an area of interest, what kind of got you looking at that to, to begin with at least? Uh, so at school, um, kind of zooming out on my report cards, um, I was doing very well at um, physical education, at advanced physical education, yep. um, but not so well at maths yep. and probably just scraping it through with English. And um, science was, I enjoyed the science side of things, mm. um, but I made it through seventh form and thinking about the year ahead, lots of friends applying for different universities and um, I wasn't quite sure which direction I wanted to go in. I hadn't really found my my tribe of brothers and sisters yet, mm. even though I tried pretty hard at high school. Had a natural ability for sport, but then I'd hang out with the um, the pot smokers out the back, and so I had couldn't didn't really find where my yeah. my vibe was yet. So post seven form, I I went to. Like at a polytech and did half a semester on a farming course because I my, at the time I was living on a dairy farm. Yep. Um, so I enjoyed the, the nature side of things. Mm. Um, and then kind of was like, oh, what am I doing? And then um, went to second semester Waikato University to do their sport and measure studies. Um, but then I was, after growing up in Waikato, was getting a bit of a calling to um, kind of branch out. Yep. And um, I had some, what probably one of my best friends at um, the high school I was at in Hamilton Hillcrest um, had just completed his first year at Otago Uni and Phys Ed. And um, so I, my parents actually bought me a, a flight down to Otago 
um, in that gap year for me to go and ex experience the culture down there. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I loved it. I, I like I met probably one of my oh, one of my best friends now uh, on that weekend. Um, once I got down to had that first year at Otago, um, I really connected with some of my brothers that I had to this very day that we love each other very dearly. Um, so there was yeah a lot of affinity with that um, that direction. Um, the education side of things, um, as you can imagine, being in Otago was um, the first year was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> when you do a bachelor of physical education degree, it's like. It sounds amazing, but then which direction are we going and post that? I wasn't getting called to be a teacher. I, I, I thought I had more to offer at that time. Mm. And um, so in my fourth year, I got given an opportunity to work at a boutique um, personal training studio in Dunedin, which gave me my first exposure to one-on-one um, -on -one training, um, not in a gym-based setup, but a real kind of high-end corporate set up so limited equipment um you know really one-on-one -on -one mindset and training side of things so that was the beginning of me looking into um yeah one-on-one -on -one coaching not from a gym setting yeah and i guess in terms of that experience in the, in the health journey how have you kind of been able to take that and, and i guess put it into your own life i, I mean i guess having a natural ability for in sport, um, that was part of my programming from such a young age. Mm -hmm. So I, I got that affinity for team-based sports. And um, not only did I get that camaraderie within playing in a field, but also that camaraderie outside of that. So yeah. I felt like, like I could get that you know social connection with my, um, my teammates outside of that. Mm. Um, I saw the power in that. Um, you know, when I decided to move to um, Tauranga four and a half years ago, it was in that February, March time, and um, I only had my sister living here at the time, so I was like, right, how do I meet people? Perfect, go join a club. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I joined up with Otomoto Football Club, and um, yeah, automatically within the first couple of weeks, you've got 25 to 30 potential friends, mm. you know, not just teammates, and you know, professionals in their area in the workspace, so you know, made network connections that way, and um, I like the power of, yeah, how, um, you know, movement in a sense, if you tune into what your movement is that you enjoy and you go out there and find those groups of people that it gives you that sense of, you know, a bit of a tribe network. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I mean, uh, not, not so much now to be fair, but I, I, I used to get out uh, a bit on the dance floor and stuff. And, you know, you when you go out regularly, I guess you talk to kind of, see the the same people mm. again and again and you can sometimes you kind of create connections and other times you don't but it was kind of interesting to yeah have that dance tribe yeah. <laughs> um and, and and stuff at times uh but i guess once that kind of goes um the family life kicks in and stuff it, it's kind of like well what, what other elements can kind of come in and i guess it's been quite interesting in terms of having a wee one and yes you don't necessarily have as much time as you once did but how that's kind of helped build a social network for us because of the fact that you have your um postnatal classes and you have your um like i can't remember but it's like your mother child classes and stuff and mm. 
um, your daycares and all, all those areas where you have those common connections with children has allowed us to build our network mm -hmm. a lot more effectively there when, to be fair, we didn't really set about any real intentions around how to build it, which probably delayed the process overall when we went here. Yeah. You talked about your travels and stuff, and were there any times where you struggled to form a tribe in those different places? Yeah, actually, um, you know, when, when um, so friends of, like we all as, as a group of guy mates, um, we, we left Dunedin and we traveled through Central America and then the plan was to spend a certain amount of time there then moved to London to work. Mm. Um, so that was great, you know, we had that, we were lads at university, we were, you know, lads over in Central America and we knew we were flying to the UK and we knew that Central America was holiday time and, and Europe was going to be working time to save up for another South American you know, holiday yeah. time. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, so I, when I decided, you know, after five years of that kind of European South American adventure, um, my girlfriend at the time and we decided that we wanted to kind of, you know, we were walking into another European winter and it was like, you know, coming from New Zealand and coming from the beach, it was like, oh, I need that vitamin D, I need that, you know, that kind of sun. We decided to move to Perth and we had a really great group of friends there um, and it was reconnecting with friends from, uh, you know, university time. So perhaps people that I hadn't seen um, for five or six years. Mm. Um, and in that time, you know, my, some of my values had changed, but I think looking back on it, I wasn't necessarily aware of that then. And you go, um, you know, I guess backwards and connect with these people again, which at the time, you know, during university was really fun and amazing. Mm. Um, but, you know, you kind of at, like we were getting to, I was getting to a bit of an age where I was like, okay, cool. What, where, what direction more am I going in life? Yeah. Um, yeah. And not saying that those values were coming backwards, but you, you kind of get a little bit caught in what you did for, you know, I guess pleasurable activities as friends back then, mm. you know, like going to festivals and, um, you know, weekends were, you know, quite party focused and yep. that sort of thing. So there was, you know, I look at that, that time I had in Perth just under four years and um, yeah, it was a, a really testing time of my life. Um, I think with that mixed in with, um, you know, the nomadic work that I chose to do by mm. going up and working in the mining industry and, um, you know, initially doing my passion in, in um, health and movement, but then, losing that passion and just going into construction work and you know, getting on really long rosters and um, yeah, looking at friendships that, you know, broke down because of that. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a testing time. Yeah. For I, sure. I think it's interesting. Like when, when we travel, you know, we, we you talk about that life experience that we gain mm -hmm. and then when we can come back to our home or our older friends as such, like, there's kind of it can be easy to in some ways fall back into this routine of things as they once were mm -hmm. but at the same time because of these experiences that have helped shape us that old dynamic no longer fits us mm -hmm. so there's kind of this um not internal battle is the right word but basically there's a it just doesn't gel mm -hmm. and like you say there were kind of things that you weren't necessarily aware of that had changed for you um, that kind of made it uh, click less, shall we say. Mm -hmm. um, 
what did you do to uh, mitigate that experience? Should we say? Uh, well, I had a, uh, it was actually friends that kind of, um, I, I, can I reuse the word save me? Um, I guess I, um, it was the breakdown of a relationship that I had in Perth um, to like, these are people that I consider to be one of my dearest friends. Um, they decided to fly me home to New Zealand for the New Year's break. Mm. Um, and we rented a yacht and sailed out to Waiheke. Oh, all the wow. time um so it was uh i was super low and they you know bought my flights and threw me over and i was just like wow this is what a gift mm. uh, and then you know to plug into new zealand at that time of year as well is you know for anybody that's lived overseas you know, you always miss new zealand at that time um and you know to have that two-week experience here with friends that genuinely love you so dearly um, to return to Perth, and I spoke about this the other day, I remember that moment when I was traveling in the, the taxi from the Perth airport to my house where my stuff was. Mm. And I had just, I was like, this is not home for me. Like I had no connection. And I was, I was like, yeah, I just felt, um, yeah, a lot of different negative emotions about where I was at that time. Mm. Um, blessed enough that I had a flight home to New Zealand for a friend's wedding four weeks later um, and I think the the that trip over that New Year's gave me the strength to go right in three weeks time I've changed that flight to a one-way flight and I'm returning to New Zealand um, not to say that I, when I got home to New Zealand I was like oh it's all happy and roses like I yeah. remember being super lost applying for a uh, uh, a visa for Holland, but I was outside that age group of 31. Um, I applied for AUT University to look at osteopathy training post-grad. Um, yeah, but I think that that was that moment of, you know, friends doing something quite grand and flying me home and, you know, being around me to support me with just pure love, you know, it was just yeah. genuineness. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that moment in the taxi ride going, you know, I had that time and space to be able to like, man, this doesn't feel homely. Uh, so the two friends that actually flew me back to New Zealand, um, they're coming to spend the weekend with us this weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they just, yeah, like, they, yeah, like, the love between us as friends is yeah. just so beautiful. It's yeah. like just real pure and, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this weekend. I mean, you, you talk about having that strength. I would, I would almost say, and just having that space to mm. actually yeah. Yeah. appreciate the dynamic you were in to the dynamic you could be in. Mm -hmm. You know, and too often we get stuck in the environment, and we get bogged down, and we don't necessarily know how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. What we need to focus on, whether it's the, the job that we're doing, whether it's the people we're surrounding ourselves, whether it's just the place and the, and the environment and, and what we're exposed to. So I think it's great that your friends were able to be there and, and support you in the way that you needed at that time. Mm. Um, and I would like to think that people out there generally have close connections that allow for that to happen. Mm. Fortunately, that's, that's not always the case. Mm. And um, I think true friendship in essence is how people respond during those difficult times um, and whether they're there for you 
because you might have those people who are, I say, friends of convenience, or they just happen to be in that place, and you, and you get along and stuff, but there's not really that, that deep connection. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about your values piece, I mean, a little bit on reflection, but have you sort of <clears throat> identified values that you uh, have quite strongly that you then look for in others in order to create that bond? Yeah, I guess, you know, the once the dust settled and I returned to New Zealand and it was, um, you know, at that same time, the universe was like, right, um, a good friend of mine, um, you know, we had this business idea of um, starting up our project, was starting, which is starting soon. Mm. Um, you know, we just spewed all this sort of raw data of what we kind of thought it would look like into a Google Drive. Yeah. And, um, you know, really importantly through that, it came out our values yep. in a business setting. Okay. Um, and because this was, you know, once we started looking at it, it was like, oh, this is quite a big project. Mm. Um, our values were really, really important as a business to get right in between us. Yep. You know, first and foremost to figure out if we can do business together as mm. friends, which mm. um, does sometimes get a bit of a bad rep. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah figuring out what those values were as a business first and foremost gave me the um, space to go okay what are my values as a person Um, you know I was feeling really settled um, living here in New Zealand and you know I think um, you know what makes you tick and what makes you feel happy and you know kind of what your values are and things like that Um, but to maybe write those things down or plug into them and, and that sort of thing is, is really important. Mm. Um, you know, going back to what I said before about, you know, me going, oh, how do I make friends? Okay, cool, I'll go join a football club. Why? Yeah. Because I, I like football, but also know I'm going to get some social connection from that. So, yeah. you know, there's a value that comes from there, mm. that purpose. Like I didn't I didn't sit down and write, cool, these are my values. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, I, I was kind of needing some people around me. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. 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 And look, at the same time, if if you can, and like I guess if you're if you're feeling stuck and you're not too sure uh, where to go, writing down those values can help mm-hmm. because what you can do is you can I guess look at the situation that's there and see where the values are out of alignment, mm-hmm. and then potentially make it make a step forward. I mean, you were fortunate in your situation. You, that you knew what you needed to do in that mm. situation. And I, I think that maybe came down through your, your experience of finding yourself in that situation previously, perhaps. Yeah, I think just the, you know, I've played football since I was four years old and thanks to my parents of nurturing that enthusiasm for that mm. um, as a child, um, you know, and as a teenager, putting that time and effort into me to take me to trainings and they could see that natural ability with that yeah um you know that flowed on as a programming through my adult life because Mm. you know it has tested me over the last couple of years the um you know the i guess the alcohol side of um social sport in new zealand um, as men um and that programming that's associated with that um so we go into that now on this chat i don't know maybe room for another one yeah but um yeah, that, you know, it was a, something that, um, it, yeah, it does lift me up and, and that sort of thing. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I think, let, let's leave that for another conversation, <laughs> I think, because yeah. that, that's, um, 
yeah, a whole other topic unto itself. Mm -hmm. um, I guess for someone who perhaps isn't necessarily into the group sports, mm -hmm. um, they're struggling to build connections, perhaps they're I don't know, a, a little bit shyer and not so out there. Yep. Would you have any suggestions as to how they might go about building a tribe? Mm. Most definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's again creating some space to think about those things that currently make you happy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I talk about these things um, change on a seasonal basis because, you know, what makes you and I happy in the summer about going to the beach and maybe surfing and wine on the beach and having that social connection with friends in the sun. Yeah. We can't go do that today because we would be practicing Wim Hof and <laughs> be kind of cold and the, our wives would get upset and the kids would get sick and that, and that sort of thing. So, uh, it's important that um, you know creating some time and space to write those things that change on a you know could be four times a year that mm. this would be changing. Um, but you know it's okay. What are those things? Mm. You know, um, for someone that doesn't enjoy sport, it could be getting out into the bush. Yep. Um, so it's like, right, cool. Uh, how do I get the motivation to do that? Cool. Does there some walking groups? Well, I don't really like walking around the city, but it's more of the bush side. Okay, cool. Is there some hiking groups or tramping groups that go on a fortnightly basis that are local that I could get involved with? Mm. All of a sudden, those people that are going to those groups are like-minded. Yes. And there's, you know, you're in that space of the potential there to make connection. Mm. Um, what else? We can, you know, is it... Um, can, you know, it's, you've got you've got to get that list first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's first and foremost. Yeah. And it's um, you know sitting down and going, what are those things? Is it you know I enjoy gardening? Cool. Can we can we get in touch with a gardening group? Yeah. Or, you know, is it searching? It's kind of you know searching for those like-minded groups, like-minded people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Cool. And you you kind of touched on a bit of a project you're working on at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit? about that and how that might, um, I guess, come into play for someone who's looking to build their own tribe? Yeah, so we, over the last um, four years, um, we, my business partner, Jimmy and I, and, and good friend, um, decided to revisit a, uh, a dream that we've had about 14 years ago. So with, um, as I said before, my, my, my group of brothers that we connected with at university. Mm. Um, we were sitting around a campfire um, down in Southern Hawke's Bay one New Year's and looking at the year um, four ahead, um, a lot of our friends were heading to different universities to do their placements. Yep. So we had a doctor, physio, dentist, um, some personal trainers, sports scientists and massage therapists and that sort of thing. And, you know, we just had built this love for each other um, you know, because we kind of come with that first stage of coming out of the nest, having to cook for each other and pay bills and fall in love for the first time and yeah. fall out of love and, you know, um, you know, have no money and lend people money and there was all that sort of adult learning. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we identified that we just were awesome together. Mm. And it was like, how can we continue this, you know, going forward into our professions? Yeah. We kind of identified as a, well, you're a doctor and, you know, people need fitness and, you know, people need their teeth cleaned and we need some massage. So we're like, man, we could create a little bit of a health hub here. Okay. Um, so that kind of got planted then and then, you know, nine years happened and we all kind of 
the majority of us kind of traveled together around the world, which was a blessing. Um, but then, um, you know, career stuff happened, family stuff happened, children stuff happened. Mm. And um, yeah, it wasn't until I decided to return to New Zealand and, and um, Jimmy sparked up a combo and he said, why don't we revisit this? Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy and I had done the same degree together and I had gone down the personal training route and then more into human behavior and human movement and um, not so much gym-based setting. Yep. Um, and, and Jimmy had gone down personal training route, um, gym management route, gym ownership route. Mm. Um, so in terms of that business knowledge and business experience, um, we kind of complemented each other really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so it started off just you know, putting a whole bunch of info into that Google Drive and going, have we got something here? Um, employed a business coach. Um, he looked at it and was like, yeah, there's the possibility here. Um, we identified Tauranga as a place that we would love to live yes. and a growing population. Yes. Um, and after growing up over in the Waikato, you know, you'd come here in the summer, it would be beautiful, but it still, for me, had an um, older generation vibe. Mm. Um, so... You know, we came down and we did some mystery shopping, we did some reconnaissance missions, and it was like, wow, like the young professional and young families who are choosing lifestyle more are actually moving here. Yep. Um, so we identified Papamoa, and um, yeah, the project that we are eight weeks away from opening, which has been four years in the making, which has been 14 years in the, in the pipeline, yeah, um, is called Redefined. Um, so we are a health movement wellbeing center mm. um, and I guess our, our target um, age group is that kind of late 20s onwards yeah. um, so it's people that have had that experience and movement in some format generally probably through sport in New Zealand um, or life has made them build muscle in areas you know with trade and occupations and, and things like that um, and it's giving people a different um, set of eyes on what health, movement, and well-being means. Mm. Um, so we draw a lot of our philosophy from the blue zones. So the areas in the world that people are living the longest, um, happiest, and healthiest, mm. and um, the consistent traits between those demographics mm. um, as to why that's happening. Okay. Um, and when you look at that research and you see, you know, obviously um, movement and nutrition are parts of the pie. Yeah. Um, but actually you know, knowing why you get up in the morning in terms of your purpose, um, knowing what you do in terms of to de-stress, mm. um, you know, knowing who you hang out with, yeah. do they serve you, um, you know, knowing yeah, what are you doing to leave your, the planet in a better state for your um, children and their children. Um, when you start linking all that stuff together, you can see how much that affects the central nervous system. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, if we start putting that central nervous system in the right direction, people start seeing the results in different ways. Yeah. Um, so that's our project. Yeah, we, we've set up, a, um, I guess, a class-based model to support and guide people through that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're looking, obviously, at the movement side of things and, um, you know, I guess group fitness is the easy way to kind of explain it but people yeah. can relate to but then also along the lines of um you know mind body yoga guided meditation dance and then movement um you know natural human movement in that setting cool. yeah, yeah. wow yeah. Right. sounds like there's a lot going on and then i think the 
there will be opportunities for a lot of different people yep. Um, yep. To, to get involved. So mm. um, looking forward to coming on to that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming today and, and having a bit of a chat with me. And it sounds like um, we might be having a few more chats yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in the future, the way things have gone. Um, is there anything that you'd want to uh, leave the audience with today before we call it? Yeah, there's one um, quote that kind of really resonated with me a few years ago when I heard it, and you know, especially around the topic that we've been talking about today with values and alignment and finding your tribe. And um, it was, you know, when you disconnect from those people, or that person or that subject, you're only reconnecting with yourself. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that's really important for people to kind of ponder on and think about because, um, you know, it goes against that kind of mammalian brain of us wanting to, you know, be vulnerable and maybe have less people around us. Um, but, you know, if we disconnect from those people that aren't actually serving our, our current values in life, you know, we're only reconnecting with ourselves and how we feel. Mm. Um, and yet we may be vulnerable for a while, but um, you know, if you start plugging into that list of what actually is that does make you happy and your values and you put yourself out there to those um, groups that, you know, that you identify that do make you happy, um, then you're actually building a support network around your like-minded people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>